0: This is the At 530 On Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're
1: here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world.
0: With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences. And VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences. You will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. All right, we're in the extension studio here at At 530 on Main. Mike Davis with VPS Architecture here with me.
1: Hello. Good to be here.
0: Thank you for joining us again, Mike. Always uh, enjoy the conversations. And we're lucky to have DeAndre Wilson in the extension studio with us today on app 530 on main at 530 on main is a discussion of built around experiences mike's an architect i'm a digital architect at some point more in gaining the insight to become a cultural experienced architect if there is such a thing but we know and have worked together for so long since like 2009 i believe through another community organization that mike has has built the you know the physical environments that people experience and we we as communications and marketing experts have connected people with with storytelling and brands and and we started to see that our industries were were meshing different pieces of technology overlaying. And we just thought it would be very interesting to have a conversation on what does the word experience mean, both physical, both digital and cultural. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have at 530 on Main. So I'm going to go over a few of DeAndre's accomplishments. Uh, This is a long list and, and we're lucky to have him in the studio today. DeAndre says on LinkedIn that he's a serial entrepreneur. Is that right? Correct. Correct. He's a culinary curator. He's a small business owner. He's a brand builder. Love those things. Right now, he's currently following an intentional designed five-year business roadmap where he is learning what success looks like for a small business startup in the emerging mid-sized metropolitan market. And I guess that would be Evansville, Indiana, yeah. uh, Vandenberg County, about 179,000 yeah. people, right? Yeah, something in there. Something around there. Uh, DeAndre is the co-founder and co-owner of Turntable LLC, a culinary experience company in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, The turntable brand is regionally recognized for remixing and remastering recipes to create visually enticing cuisine with distinctive flavor. Yeah, that's what we do. I'm hungry already. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, He's also created a fundraising platform called the Keep Rolling Campaign to commemorate his father's life, and to help nonprofits and families battling cancer who are in need, indeed need, of extra financial assistance. Um, Some of you may have seen Keep Rolling on social media. He's uh, doing a great job on LinkedIn, very much a, uh, a platform that the community needs to know about. So, thank you for doing that. DeAndre is currently working on a documentary to tell his father's story and his story, uh, as well as health transformation from rolling a 230-pound tractor tire around the city of Evansville. Oh yeah! How many miles today? Do you know? I mean, what,
2: what's what's? Oh the, man, we're we're well, we're well over a thousand miles. Yeah, well over. It's going multiple on.
0: organizations have have helped as well now, help oh, get behind. Oh, get absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. DeAndre has that. He's earned a degree in hospitality administration and participates in formal programs and courses in small business development and entrepreneurship. Uh, he was recently selected by SCORE to be a small business mentor. He regularly regularly speaks uh, to students and early stage entrepreneurs about his business startup experiences. And this is what I love right here. He lists this in his bio and he says, DeAndre strives to be a change agent by developing more inclusive and acceptable channels for entrepreneurs to get necessary resources, mentoring, and support for long-term success in his region. That right there, says a lot about a guy who already has success, but he wants to start sharing that success with others. So Absolutely. Thank you for doing that. No problem. So as a successful entrepreneur who, you know, obviously culinary experience uh, is now getting into the social channel of, of educating the community on needs and fundraising, what develops that from success to wanting, wanting to pass that on to the next person, to the next generation?
2: Well, easily, I'm not trying to do this forever so somebody's got to do it and i can't so i need to pass that knowledge on keep going with you know everyone in my community that's that last point that doesn't know Um, there are a ton of business owners in our community but they don't know what's available they don't know what's out there they don't know how to get those resources that do exist so um, i try to spread the wealth over everywhere that i go Uh, i live in tp park neighborhood so i try to easily at those events, spread that knowledge to everyone. There are a ton of resources out here. And then if there aren't any resources available, how can we create them? So so that's my effort. Um, I started it. I've gone through this sort of ecosystem here uh, for entrepreneurs and small business development. That definitely needs some work, but everyone else should experience it as well.
0: Yeah. So all of this has happened in what length of time? Yeah has that taken is it a you know a short period of a, a lot of burst things or a lot of focus on a lot of areas over time
2: it's been over time I, I would say the last 7 years of my life has been a roller coaster ride up and down back and forth jerk here jerk there um, a lot of roadblocks along the way But I've learned a lot in entrepreneurship. Being a hospitality professional, you can have many different jobs because you're not always needed at one establishment. So there's another one that may need a server. So I've had that and been able to connect that and been able just to bounce around and learn a lot of different things. But, I mean, it's been a seven year process.
1: Yeah, I remember we. I think we first met and you were right out of high school I think.
2: Yeah. Right yeah.
1: fresh out of high school mm-hmm. and you just saw the passion and the energy and a lot of and, and seeing like you said people having the resources. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I believe in that when I was younger it was all about me where am I going? Mm-hmm. As I get older, have children, it's all about how can I help the next generation? Absolutely. Right? Because it's all about the next generation because if yeah. you're not giving the next generation the tools and what you've learned and experienced is going to waste in my Absolutely. opinion. It dies with you. You don't want that yeah. to happen. Saw that very on because the passion with the drive is really what it makes a difference. A lot of people have the passion, mm-hmm. but then they don't have the drive yeah. and you're trying to teach them without that.
2: Yes.
1: Y- you can love what you're doing and want to be the next whoever, uh-huh. but that drive, you've got to have that drive. Yeah. And then, so many people then just don't have the tools and resources, and they don't even know where to look. Absolutely, and you start to see that as you gain the tools and resources, you're like, God, you just realize that person. They just don't know where to look to find the tool. And it's something so simple. It is. That, and it's amazing how that can impact
2: someone's life. Absolutely. And then when they find those tools and resources and they go into those spaces, now now the next question, are they welcome? Do they feel yep. comfortable? And so now that question presents itself. But, yeah, I mean, if you, if you Google it half the time or if you yeah. just walk around it and half the time and look at a billboard, uh, the resources are there. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. it's fine
2: yeah
0: yeah that's uh, we talked a little bit uh, before we we started the podcast here just catching up uh, some background stories and everything and it, it's very interesting to me that in in the world in which we're today um, with all the the huge startup you know startup success from yeah. all these you know biotech companies yeah. you know social media mm-hmm. all, all the um. Entrepreneurial startups built around placemaking, all those things. But still, as you get into the 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 legacy brands, mm-hmm. you start to find, and in, in the research shows that you know sixty percent of those teams are under functioning because 82% of those people inside those teams don't feel appreciated. They don't feel yeah. valued. They don't yeah. feel like they're heard or they're understood. Mm-hmm. And seventy over 70% of those people leave to go somewhere else. It's not because they don't believe in the brand or the brand promise. Mm-hmm. It's because of the person that's helping them lead. Yes. So that experience on how those things come to play. And even as as you get out and become a successful entrepreneur, wanting to give back I find that, uh, I mean, we, we thank you. Uh, we, we very much need that. We, we need the, hey, I learned this because I talked to Mike and his team yesterday and it's when you talked about seven years, a lot of people will go, well, I would expect that this, 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 and we live in such a fast-paced world today because of all the technology that's around us. Everybody's going to have a successful startup within 18 months because they built this roadmap and they built a click funnel and everything is going to work. But really, that success takes time. It's it you know it's vastly overestimated what can be done in a year, but mm-hmm. completely underestimated what can be done in five to ten absolutely so if we could get uh, that experience into the hands and that knowledge I uh, think our our community whether it be the startup community the young community even the legacy <laughs> community could could start looking at it from from that experience we're in a, a different, world today. Obviously, we started to hear things back in November and December that, you know, COVID was coming and these things are happening, Um, you know, get into, you know, February, March, things start to shut down. What is what is the experience within the community look like for you today within how has it changed?
2: Well, first off, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs from the neighborhood start businesses because um, secondary income, you know, their job may have been shut down or they've been let go. But I see more and more businesses being started just through in my neighborhood, which is really good that people um, are kind of, you know, being forced To survive. And I love that people are creating their own income for themselves. So I know COVID is being terrible, but if you talk to some people, it's actually been good. Right. They've had to learn how to survive on their own without going to their regular job Um, and they're being and they've been successful. Uh, a lot of them are not going back to a regular job because their business, whatever they produce, has been successful. Right. And I, and I see that in just in my own neighborhood. So I love it. I think we do have as a community here
0: in, in Evansville, uh, you know, southern Indiana, hardworking, you know, the The ability to look at things like this and, you know, there's the Zig Ziglar quote of you can forget everything and run or face everything and rise. And I think we really do as a community have the ability to inherently
2: take these challenges that we see and turn them into opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's 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 has happened. I see a lot more of um, individuals baking now and having pickup orders. It's been amazing. Mm -hmm. Getting creative forces you yeah
1: to be creative absolutely and i I think that's part of i think that's reflection of our community i think that's the way evansville's kind of developed i think is that we're we're inspired to be more creative it's not just oh, i gotta go get a job do this it's no what hold on because we have a lot of entrepreneurs it seems like and a lot of people that have that drive and It's just amazing. Yeah. Just like what you're saying, it forces them, Hey, maybe they were sitting there waiting until they had enough money or, or something like that. And then it was like, Oh, guess what? Doesn't matter. Start because you got to survive and
0: do it. So tell me a little bit about the keep rolling campaign and, and the documentary that you're, you're putting together.
2: So, uh, the keep rolling campaign is really six months old. um, My dad just rolled the tire just because it was healthy. It was fun. He enjoyed doing it. It took his mind off battling two forms of cancer. and just what, you know, we did throughout the day. We'd come home uh, from chemo treatment and then take off for the day. And then, you know, his health started to decline. Uh, Of course, when he passed away, I got all his belongings. So now I had the tire. Um, and around this time, this is when turntable, uh, the catering business, my brother and I had started, started to uh, decline. Um, the issue we were having is we lost our commercial kitchen. Um, so we've been trying to battle to find a new one. Um, but that's been a struggle in itself. But um, I had this tire and I said, you know what, I'm going to take this time. I'm not in business right now to get in shape. And I started to roll it myself Didn't go very far. But, you know, I'd work out with it, do push-ups and sit-ups, mm-hmm. things like that, and then the occasional try to roll it down the street. Like I said, I wouldn't get far, but um, I was determined to learn kind of the physics behind it because, you know, my dad was deteriorating, you know, he mm-hmm. was dying, and he was able to master that and then have the strength to keep it upright and keep sure. it going. Um, so, you know, I just I just kept trying. Um I live close to Zesto's, if you're familiar with Zesto's yeah, on the oh Riverside. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I went from my street to Washington, I thought that was the biggest accomplishment ever. Uh, of course, I was really sore the next yeah. day. <laughs> uh, but because I programmed my body to do this, I've gone to the mall already, mm-hmm. and back, I've gone to Franklin Street. Uh, And I don't really get, you know, I still get tired. I mean, winded. I mean, this is a 230-pound tractor tire, but I'm not as sore as I used to be. Um, Well, how is it keeping it
1: stable? Has it been easier to keep it stable? Did you have just a lot of times where it fell over and you're like, oh, let me pick this up?
2: Yeah, and I would let it fall, too. (laughs) I've learned just to let it go um, and just pick it back up. Trying to stop it from falling, it'll land on you. You got your bruises. Now you're even more beat up. Yeah. So I just let it fall, catch my breath, pick it back up, take off. Yeah. Um, but the Keep Rolling campaign is transforming to what it is today because, again, I just wanted to work out kind of that entrepreneur, brand builder inside of me kind of came alive and I said, you know, I can help nonprofits with this. Um, there's a gentleman in Washington, Indiana who uh, does this with his bike. He'll mm-hmm. go like hundreds of miles. Right. Um, I don't need to do that per se, but, you know, I have this tire now. I can gain miles, and uh, he was worried about for his business. You know, other individuals starting to pick it up and kind of taking it away from him. But I don't have that problem. Yeah. I don't. I don't see anyone. I mean, it's possible if they would like to, but you know, I don't see anyone else doing it. So that's right. kind of yeah. that's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Keep Rolling campaign is transformed into to what it is today, and working on a website currently. So that'll happen. And I just successi- successfully completed my first campaign. So I dedicated uh, last month to the Doyle Raglan Foundation, Absolutely. where we raised uh, $2,100. Nice. So it was it was a good turnout. And actually, uh, later today, I'll be presenting them with their check. So uh, it was a good turnout. I mean, I'm excited to do this. Uh, next month, I'll start my next campaign. I did 40 miles last month. I'll probably do 60 miles total this month. Yeah, okay. and then
1: there's a donation. Per mile type is that how? Yeah. How do people donate?
2: It's donate donation per mile, but individuals just give way over the asking amount, which yeah. I'm appreciative of. But yeah, it's just donation per mile. Cool,
1: because I I could see that turn into two, and then uh, if it was a company, a company could do, hey, we're going to help your sponsor an event. Hey, we want to be a part of that, and they come help roll it.
2: Yeah. You come roll at a mile.
1: Each yeah. team member rolls at a mile, and that gets you five miles or whatever, and they donate so much money based on that, too. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're there to support them. Like, I mean, I can just see it, yeah, how it can be so absolutely. many different ways and be such a cool participant. Yeah. Event as well as just the financial donation.
2: Definitely, and that's actually in my sponsorship packet that I have, so that's yeah. one option. Yeah. And the second option is if you have um, a yard sign, we can put the yard sign in the center of the tire. And I have uh, okay. some stands that keeps it nice. stable, um, and donations for that. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. stable, it doesn't move. Nice. Uh, we uh, did a test run in my backyard. Or oh, I took some turntable signs and tried it and slammed the thing down and they're stable. So there's two options in my in my sponsorship packet that allows companies to do that.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well and then I guess I think too much too much my creative right going creative wild. Guardian like, right Yeah, there. then you can market the tire. Mm-hmm. Just imagine like an old, old National Bank and they do a sponsorship yeah. and then they, they brand the whole tire and then it sits in their lobby after the event or something. Yeah, and I you have know, multiple
2: so they, like can't have, they can't have Doing
1: it. something like that where they can purchase the, it. It's yeah. just such a, it's pretty inspiring. And story, you know, and just a neat legacy
2: you. that
1: you're continuing to build. With I
2: appreciate that. that. And, I, and, I, and I have some ideas jot down, but I don't want to give so much away so fast. Right. So I uh, don't give away all my secrets, <laughs> but um, in due time, all of that will be kind of unveiled. Uh, really focus on the documentary right now as well. If anyone's thinking about creating their own documentary, I would say don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why's that? <laughs> it's, it is stressful. Yeah? It is, um, especially during this time, because part of the documentary is to interview people to get their, uh, their opinion yeah. and share their story and things that they've gone through. Right. So we had to put that part on pause, as well as sometimes, you know, we're out getting uh, some B-roll and I'm rolling around down the street somewhere, and there's a sound, or we're trying to do something, or there's a mistake that occurs. Yeah. We have to go back. So do it again. And we have to do it again. And I know I'm in shape, and I'm used to it, but I don't want to do it five times. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I get
1: it. So, Well, it kind of goes back to our, when we first walked in, and we were, you know, we were using some basketball player analogies and yeah. how, how, how they operate. And it's... Mm. In our culture today, even I mean, with this instantaneous gratification and everything, it's almost a hundred percent of the time people are like, "Well, I want to do that," and then you're like, "Okay, here's the work involved in that." They'll be like, no. no, 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 no. I just want the success. Mm. I just want the end results that I see on TV. Yeah. I see, you know, LeBron James doing Graham basketball. Yeah, but you don't see the yeah. the long nights and the long and being in exactly. the gym for first before everybody else and yeah. constantly yeah. trying to perfect yeah. their, you know, nuances of their game or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's really what I think anything. So it's when you talk about putting together a documentary, it's like, yeah, let's just do it. I'm sure a lot of people will be like, let's yeah. do it. And then it's like, well, here's what's involved. Maybe I don't
2: want. To absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely, because we put together um, a storyboard, yeah. and we thought that the storyboard was just going to fall according to plan. But then we didn't account for all of the things that were going to come up, such as um, I won an award through leadership. Everyone, and so we had to stop production. Um, we had to record a video so I could um, be presented. Uh, they, they did it at WNIN online on YouTube. Yep. Yes. So we had to stop production to record that video for me to accept the award. And, and that was, you know, middle of a day, day's worth of production. So we had right. to do that. And I'm not saying necessarily, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But we had plans for that day. We, but we had to account for that now. Um, we had to account for weather. Yep. We didn't even think about that. Um, there were some community events that popped up that we didn't account for that we had to make room for. Yeah. So you never know what's gonna happen. But that passion and drive is what
1: I always feel like that's the sustaining thing. If you truly have the passion and drive, mm-hmm. you'll figure out how to get it done, right? You'll make it happen as opposed yeah. to wait, wait, the work's becoming too much. Well, I think it just shows well then maybe you're not really passionate about that. you, yeah, you don't you don't have that. that drive. And you can question yeah. do you ever do you ever question yourself as your on mile 30 and you're like
2: what am I doing out here <laughs> no I, I don't because my dad yeah. was dying and did it so I mean, at this so point I you you just you, you, I'm in the fitness industry now mm-hmm. and I and I see people you know complaining about these push ups yeah. and my dad was dying uh-huh. what excuse yeah. do you have not to do 10 push ups and he rolled this tire in 80 degree weather yeah, yeah. dying there's no more excuses. Of course, we'll make them. Oh, sure. Mentally. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll really make excuses. I still make excuses. Yeah. But it's like, you don't have them anymore. It's like his experience took them away now. Right. Because rolling a tire, battling two forms of cancer. Now, he did beat the colon cancer, but for a while he did have both of them. But battling two forms of cancer, rolling a tire in 80 degree weather. What excuse do we have?
0: Yeah. You know, going back to when you said I I started this because I wanted to get in shape. And then I I found a way that I could, it was impacting my family. It was time together within giant, there is the five circles of influence. And it starts with, I mean, you cannot give what you do not possess. So number one is you have to work on yourself. You have to Mm -hmm. get yourself into, you know, what your zone is, what your consistency is. And I think what Mike's talking about, that passion mixed with, you know, just a little bit of uh, more grit than normal, so mm-hmm. the resiliency to keep going, resiliency to keep going, to, to get over the, the three weeks, the four weeks, Yeah. then, you know, that is, that starts to impact your family mm-hmm. and in that relationship there. And then you can get in and start to look at how is that impacting my teams, yeah. you know, that I'm around. So, I mean, Typically, individuals are part of teams, which are then a part of an organization, and once that leadership and, and that role is seen, that that consistency showing up, that I know myself, I'm very self-aware, I'm using my unconscious competence, which means I can do it in my sleep, like this is who I am, then I can really start to impact my company and then I'm into my community. So you've went through that that whole evaluation of just looking at here's an opportunity mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Okay, the industrial kitchen is not available. I wanna I wanna take some time. I wanna better myself, and now look at the things that have have really come out of that. That's yeah. that's that's an um, amazing. Um, or really an evolution out of knowing yourself, lead yourself, lead your community. You.
2: Um, and I mean, if Turntable finds a kitchen, Turntable will be back. And, you know.
0: Well, tell us a little bit about Turntable. I mean, I, I was already hungry from uh, from going
2: through the, the <laughs> don't look introductions. At the pictures. Yeah, the, yeah. Don't look at the pictures then. Okay. Don't, don't do that. Um, yeah. You'll really, you'll try to, there's a comment on one of our pitches on, on Instagram where someone said they tried to eat their phone. Oh. <laughs> so don't look at the pictures. But but Jeff and I, when we started Turntable, we were both in college and we said to ourselves, once we finish, we we want more for ourselves. Yeah. We did the whole job thing. We go and learn from someone else. We went through all of that, but we were able to identify that there were businesses that we worked for that wasn't going to do things the way we wanted them to be done. Yeah. Um, And some of the cool things that were going to take us into the future innovatively that we wanted to do. A lot of people were stuck in their ways, and that's fine. They That's whatever they want to do. But we know that for Jeff and I to always be relevant and not just um, kind of just like known, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're in business, we should just use them for catering. Well, I think it's more than that. It's no way, wait, wait. They can do all types of things. Let's use them for catering and be excited right. about the food, right. and not just get the same thing over and over again. So it motivated us to put together a strategic business plan We went through the entrepreneurship classes um, and I've kind of been studying innovation ecosystems and I really want to help the one we have here in Evansville really to do better. Um, We have a lot, a lot of gaps we need to fill. But Jeff and I, we went through that process and I can tell you it was a lot of hurdles, more red tape um, than we thought. Gosh, it was so much. But we learned a lot along the way to where now when I go back to Ivy Tech and I talk to the next generation of culinary graduates, I can tell them what I've gone through and how to maneuver and try to find those resources out quicker than what I did. So how I mean, are you
0: documenting that and, and giving that to them in a, a document? Do you have a re- online resource? like how is, is it your knowledge that we just in the meeting? these are the things. I mean how is that experience with the
2: students going and how is that non- knowledge being transferred today? So I have in the turntable business plan kind of just bullet points of things that we went through that, if ever asked, I can quickly go to and touch on There's a lot of things to remember. Yeah. Um, and also just kind of telling that story on social media. People yeah. can see. So that's how I've been able to get that information out. And also being a score mentor kind of helps with that. Yeah. Um, being on the T.P. Park leadership team, mm-hmm. I'm able to do that as well being able to always talk about it. And the more you talk about it, you just remember everything. Oh, yeah. So then it just, it's just like, well, I went through this, I keep talking about it. So it's kind of a combination of all of those things where the information is just constantly being received. And then when you say it so many times to those next level entrepreneurs, then they can go and keep talking about it. So now you don't really have to as much anymore because yeah. you keep repeating yourself. And now they hear you over and over again. So it's kind of all of those things working. Awesome. So we've talked a
0: lot about experience in our community. So, so our
2: listeners know what does the word experience mean to you? To me, it's wisdom, and it's the ability to be able to keep learning, and don't be stuck in your ways. Don't settle. So I, I, it's a combination of wisdom and learning, learning through those experiences. Like I, I, I accept. Failure, if possible, if it ever happens, you know, like a workout, the last set is work to, to failure, um, where the body's just done. Um, I accept that. I welcome failure because you learn so much. So that's why I try to teach entrepreneurs. You know, even in the restaurant industry, if you fail, it's not bad. What you do, and let's work on it. That's uh, that's one of the benefits of having a score mentor like around. Right. Don't take it as I'm done. I give up. I quit. No, let's take a break. Let's figure it out. So failure. I welcome it. Let's talk about it.
1: Um, And a lot of people, you know, exactly what you're saying. then they stop. They don't even use it. It's either you succeed or you learn.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. It's not failure. It's not even mentioned. Yeah. And there's some positivity to that. But it's exactly what you're saying. Either I'm going to succeed or I'm going to learn.
2: Absolutely, and that's all my only option. Yeah, and, and when I've and I've been researching, like I said, innovation ecosystems within the restaurant industry and those shared commercial kitchen spaces. When a restaurant goes out of business, mm-hmm. it just moves back into that space, so where they can learn, figure it out, and then buy another property and try it again. Um, so that's really, really love that about yeah. the restaurant industry.
1: So we talk about attire. It's a physical object, right? So we're always, my world, yeah, we're designing in the Uh digital world and building physical objects. So what's what's something that you would say is well-designed that you use beyond the tire, or it could be the tire, but what's something that's well-designed that you use every day that you're just like surprised by that, hey, this just functions so well. It's just well-designed.
2: Well, we could put the tire on that list. You know what, I'm gonna say probably every piece of uh, workout equipment, you yeah. know? Um, there's so many out there on the market, obviously, but the ones that I'm exposed to where I'm at, I'm like, gosh, it has so many different uses out of it. Right. It's not like this one or two things, you can do so much. And I don't think a lot of people know that about workout equipment, that just because it is a let's say, a sled or a bench press Mm -hmm. machine, you can do so many things, and being able to tap into that, and then completely change workout routines, Mm -hmm. and then muscle confusion, you see growth even faster within your body than you expected.
1: Yeah, because so many people, yeah, and working out since high school, and it's amazing how many people go in there, they do the same Same thing. thing. They've been doing it for 20 years, same weight, same, and they think... Well, don't, well, once you hit that plateau, mm-hmm. and I was changing my workout mm-hmm. every three months. I would yeah. always try. And once I get in that routine and I'm going in there, I'm just kind of getting through the motions. Time to change it. Time to do, yeah. do something different uh, just to find a new workout routine, a new Absolutely. way to confuse your muscles, confuse Absolutely. your bodies. You, you want that feeling of being sore. Mm-hmm. I love it. Is it a bit, uh, uh, yeah, it means you're working and pushing yourself and
2: yeah.
1: and doing more than what you thought you could because I think working out is mental too
2: right? yeah, it is mental toughness you, got, you have to log in so alright
0: culinary yes health yes. and fitness so I, I this is some rabbit hole that just came to my mind and, and it always does but I saw this uh, post the other day uh, and it it said working out is the opportunity to showcase what you've done for your body instead of punishing it for mm-hmm. what you ate yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's the the mind, like a lot of people, like, well, th- I, I have to go work out tonight because I did this or this or this. Mm-hmm. What about it in the entrepreneur in you and the health and, and wellness individual inside of you says yeah. it is that. It is that positive mindset of, you know, I'm not punishing, yeah. you know, and, and you said, you know, I bring on the, I bring on, failing because yeah. I'm learning something, right? Yeah. And part of that is, is actually passing that on. So yeah. um, is it the mindset mixed with a, a, a little bit of um, I have resiliency to come back and come back that that makes the successful experience for a, a startup or an
2: entrepreneur? Every single time. Every single time. Yeah. So when, when you apply that to fitness, I mean, I definitely go into the gym with that mindset of... I need to own my health. Yeah. I want to be better than I was yesterday. Um, I'm not going in the gym to to punish myself. Uh, I don't think that that's a what someone should go in the gym because you may not come back because I mean that can maybe brutal yeah. Uh, yeah, the workout itself is already brutal but then to like cha- make your mind think that it's going to be brutal you might not come back you may hurt yourself but you know those results that you see due to like I say due to muscle confusion um uh, keep me going, keep me motivated. And then I tell you, to what you said about how people, I ate this, so I have to go work out.
0: I have to burn 700 calories yeah. because my, my lunch yeah. was 700 calories.
2: <laughs> what you I can... do is once a month I have a cheat meal to where I'm going to eat it and I'm going to enjoy it because that's a reward. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go the next day and punish myself because, I mean, I love cheese pizza, so I may eat a large pizza by myself, and that's well over a thousand calories, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go try to burn a thousand calories, but um, I think that's the wrong motivation to have because you're not enjoying your pizza and you're not enjoying your workout because you have this high tense goal of the day um mm-hmm. I, I no I'm not going to the gym to punish my body I'm going to the gym to like I say own my health and to to see those results and feel good and then to yeah. know like when I go to the doctor they have all these good things to say and all these bad yeah, things to say so
1: yeah well and I, I think we're kind of touching on that different aspect of just physical activity mm-hmm. Because I think what people are finding out, especially in this time with the COVID and the isolation and everything that was happening. like, So I think so many people go in there with the mindset of, uh, oh, I'm going to be, you know, like bodybuilder physique. I'm going to be ripped. I'm going to be cut and all this stuff. And they're not, and they're, they're limiting themselves that, hey, you don't have to go to a gym. Go take a walk, take a oh 20 gosh. minute walk because it also improves. You'll oh, see it physically, oh but God. mentally.
2: Right. You'll see it mentally, too. I put a chart on the Keep Rolling Facebook page of if you walk for uh, every single day for 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. you will see a major health change, a positive health change. If you just walk, we're not talking about run, jog, using a tire, belonging to a gym, even though I'm for all of those things. But if you just walk, oh, my gosh. And it was it said um, just a mile. Mm -hmm. And anything greater than that, you'll see even better results. But just walking a mile, 30 minutes, every single day for one year. Oh, my gosh, the health benefits. I put that chart on social media because I want people to understand that. I mean, just get yeah. active. Walk around your block. Walk on a track. Walk. So just being active. Somewhere. And
1: I feel like so many people don't even pay attention to that till they're Retired, they're retired. in their seventies. Like, have you a star that, in your and f- now the you know, 50s. your doctor
2: is now forcing right. you to work because out. of your health conditions? Yeah. yeah, you're now being forced, and now you're miserable, and now you think it's punishment. Yeah, whether it's business,
0: whether it's health, whether it's relationships or other. Th- I think it's the hard work that we have to put in and continuously yeah. be consistent to show up. Yes, you know the yes. the other content that you see out there. Um, we are in. A, The experience of everything just seems to be so fast and Mm -hmm. we should be able to have you know that meal made that fast or that result show up that that quickly and and i think it is because you know over the last 10 years it's appeared that way Mm -hmm. um what do you think it is for let's say I, i have a fifth grader and i have a freshman yeah what is what is their experience like and their expectation when they get to be 30 of how quickly things should be done when when they've come up and, and I'll say that it's some it's been pretty easy for them because they do. They they have their they have their phone, yeah, they have their schools, they have, you know, mom and dad are taking them to sports and then there's uh, you know, the stop by the meal and yeah. you pick that up on the way home and yeah. then by the way, I've got as soon as I get done with that I have three more things and then when I'm yeah. done with that I'm gonna be connected to my friends yeah. through a device like a Playstation or whatever that is for the next four hours. Yeah. What, is, what does that experience look like? Take, you know, you sitting there, mm-hmm. put Bailey into it. What's that going to look like for him? What's his expectations of, of his experience in
2: 20 years going to be? You know, remember that show that the, I think it's the Jeffersons, where they live out of space? Yeah. They, oh, yeah like yeah. you just hit the button and everything is just there instantly. Yeah. It might it might be that. Yeah. Where any and everything that they want is just like a button away. It just might be that, or just to think that.
1: Yeah.
2: Have you watched Wally? Some of it, like a little bit.
1: Oh. No, no, well, it's no, kind no. of similar yeah concept. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's, it's a like similar a, concept. Yeah. they like the, the Jetsons are Jetsons ba- yeah, the Jetsons are like super fit, super healthy, go 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 go. Yeah. But then the other side of it
2: yeah.
0: is on Wally is basically the experience is it does everything for me and now we're levitating in chairs with instant meals on yes. spaceships oh, that are out yeah. because we've trashed, you know, yeah. the earth and when, yeah. the only thing that's left are robots trying to clean it up. Until yes. we can come back, it might be, it might happen. Yeah. So I, I was listening last night. I so said, We basically have 10 years to, to make that change.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know. I, I just look at it and, and I, I, I wonder what that experience I mean, we're going to be there. I hope to see it in 20 years. Okay. But I hope, as one of the first generations of being a digital native, that we slow it down just a little bit and yeah. we do some more of that, you know, yeah. self. Awareness. We are doing the exercise. We are, I mean, how much of what you do is face-to-face
2: emotional connections versus, you know, digital awareness? I mean, I teach fitness classes. Yeah. I mean, that is person-to-person. I'm, hey, I'm motivating the team to keep going. I use the word team. In my fitness class and now they could probably be total strangers but i use the word team to keep us going Mm while you're in there you're all work in this absolutely um so i i keep everyone going try to try to do that but i'm talking to individuals about fitness Uh, i like to bring people in for a tour to talk about their goals because they could have the goal a lot of time it happens in men they want the bodybuilder physique and i'm like let's tone it down (laughs) (laughs) let's let's, let's get you in here Because when, when you take one of the, the classes, you're probably be like, why am I here? So yeah. I have to get you over that hurdle right. because the, the I, I've worked alongside a few bodybuilders and know the intensity that they bring. And that's like times a billion. And you have to really want that.
1: Yeah. Well, in the diet, I know. I've known a couple in oh the diet. And it's like, dude, if you're not committed to that
2: diet, yeah, yeah, forget it. The, the portion forget size it. is total is probably about six to eight ounces.
1: And it's totally off from someone that just wants to be... In shape, kind of a fit physique. Like you're going to eat way too much if you follow that. Mm. You know, it's going to be you're going to be out of whack. Yeah. Uh, And but the dedication to eat Mm. and eat on time and all that. It's like yes. No 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 no. The hard work that goes into that result. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do
2: it. And keep in mind, a lot of bodybuilders probably eat six to eight times a day. I'm about five to six myself. So to, to get someone that's probably eating three times a day or two times a day to then increase that alone is yeah. a workout. So I deal with a lot of people that come to the gym for the first time to tone it down. Let's just yeah. get you in here working out maybe about a year or so when you see some changes and maybe your goals have changed and, you, and if you still want to do it, and you understand, OK, now we can do it. We can get after it. But um, let's just get you working out first, especially if you haven't done it for like five years.
0: Where's the cutoff? I've read that it's like three weeks, it's four weeks, like until it becomes a pattern. Like there's this. 60
2: days. Yeah, 60 days. 60 days Mm -hmm. is
0: it. All right. I've heard 30 days. I've heard 45. I've heard Blue Angels. Yeah. Blue Angels and their muscle memory and and how they, everything becomes a pattern within 60 days.
1: But I think, yeah, working out, I think it takes about 60, maybe even 90 days because realistically, if you're mm-hmm. just starting from day one...
2: Yeah, let's say 60 days on average,
1: yeah. the discipline varies. You're not going every day. Nope. You go every day, you're dead. You yeah. might start out going two days a week.
2: Okay. And that's why I tell people baby steps. Yeah. yeah. Baby steps. So listeners,
0: the experience is, is not the, the expectation of within three weeks, I'm going to be working out, you know... Six days yeah. a week, yeah. and you know, doing twenty two miles. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing on that. When you get advertising, it's like, oh, in thirty days you'll lose ten pounds or whatever, five pounds or whatever, and it's like, hell, a lot of that's just because you're eating better, because you are working out. Initially, you're gonna have a. It's called plateaus, right? Mm-hmm. Every year, you're gonna have this great success. First three weeks, and yeah. then you're going to plateau, and you're going to have to struggle for a couple weeks yeah. to hit your next
2: success. Or, or individuals will come to lose those the ten yeah. pounds, and then stop coming because they lost the ten pounds. But then the next okay. week they've gained twenty pounds.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah so
2: good. yeah, so it's all of those things. But I encourage baby steps to the new gym goers. Yeah, and come two days a week. Make a routine.
1: Make yes. it a habit. Make it where you She's miss that old. day. Yes, you hate it. Yes, you hate missing the days. Mm-hmm.
0: So the gym experience for are like people, is there that, a certain like,
1: type wh- person what is that the, you
0: like when you, when people come in, is there like, I know you need to go two days a week. I know we need to get like, I need you to be involved in group activities. I mean, h- how do you gauge where that personal experience goes for that individual?
2: I encourage, I, kind of that onboarding process is I encourage everyone to do the same thing and then see what kind of blossoms from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it takes off and they end up, you know, maybe the class is wasn't their thing. They want to weight lift and that's fine. They're but private and want to
0: yeah, do their own thing. And,
2: exactly. And, you know. Or when they want a personal trainer. But I encourage people to just kind of start on that same level. Start the classes, come two days a week, just get used to it. See what you like. And then they... Go off onto their own
0: path. I'm interested, just because I talked started earlier about the seventy, you know, plus percent and the twenty six percent and all that. What percentage end up being kind of I, I want to lift on my own. I want to do my own thing versus I want to be involved in a class or I want to have a personal trainer.
2: Can you? Well, since since I've begun, because by by the way, I had no intentions of doing fitness training being an instructor that happened because my boss posted my transformation picture yeah i lost 40 pounds and so from there everyone was saying i should be an instructor or a coach and i did it okay let's do it but i kind of didn't want to at first it wouldn't matter where my passion lied but i didn't know It, it, it was there just had to See it from a different perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but to, to answer your question, I think it's probably about, I don't know, I haven't really gauged that yet. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see. Because yeah. so far, everyone that I've encountered that I give tours to stick to the classes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I would say it's more classes. My wife's a class person. Yeah. She tries to get me to a class, and I'm like, uh, I hate it. Because mm-hmm. working yeah, out is go. a working out for me is a personal experience it's very much my mind mm-hmm. getting rid of the nonsense getting focused getting yeah. you know pushing myself yeah. I don't want someone else pushing me I don't I don't need that anymore I've done it so long I don't I need I someone to push yeah. me um, I used to have workout buddy friends yeah. I'd work out with but then they'd want to start doing the other stuff i be like no no I'm you know I don't want to do that yeah I want to do my own thing. So
0: Once again, he's an INTP, which means he's less than 7% of the population. That means he's a creative pioneer guardian. <laughs> and Mike is one individual. Um, I'm an INTP as well. That emotional connections, we're the least of any of, of the Myers-Briggs, we could be on an island by ourselves for 30 days and we would have the stories in our head, the activities, all those things, the, the need for that emotional connection to the next, to the next. We already, we've we already created the story, we already have the relationships and, and INTPs function that way. So I, I was just trying to tie it back in to go, I wonder what part of it is that I wanna be a part mm-hmm. of the group yeah, uh, experience versus I'm going to go off on my own and and really.
1: Well, I think there's something to it. Probably in class, like when you say team, I think that's great because mm-hmm. then I'm looking over here and that person. Oh. Wait, that person's doing it. Absolutely. And, and you're see the trying big to screen, keep up. So right. you're trying
2: to keep up with each other. And the music's too loud, so you can't even talk to each other. Yeah. It's blaring. <laughs> well, it's extremely loud. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's a competition in there. You see the person next to you doing this thing, and then you're trying to keep up with them. So that, that happens a lot. It happened this morning, as a matter of yeah. fact. Yeah. Now, where are you guys located? So we're uh, Cham Fits located on uh, North Main Street, 110 okay. North yep. Main Street. So right next door to Old National Bank. And the veteran building sits yeah. right in front of us.
1: And so how was the experience with, what was it, yeah. Evansville Fitness Week?
2: Going on right now. Yeah, yeah, going
1: on right now. How's that experience been for gym goers or just yeah. you guys as a part of this seem like a collaborative other fitness organizations around town.
2: Well it's allowing people to experience other gyms which is good because because mm-hmm. this is a very competitive industry it's like we've got we're like I'm dedicated to this gym um, so this gives you a week to really go out there and experience other gyms and um, I know for us you know fits only had its doors open for uh, 10 months now mm-hmm. so this is very helpful for us to kind of get the word out and let people know, like, hey, we are here. We do have classes upstairs and a functioning gym downstairs. So it's it's been very helpful for us.
1: Yeah, I know my gym has always been. Well, it's always been the Y downtown mm-hmm. uh, uh, because it was functional.
2: Yeah,
1: I get here before because I do before work. Yeah, so it was all. It's on my way. It's close. I don't. I don't have a big. So I. I just curious of how much people how far people would travel for that experience and for a specific gem experience, because I know certain gems are set up a certain way. Absolutely. And I think that influences, too, that I'm going to drive out of my way because of the relationships there and the way it's designed, the experience. Well,
2: a few of our our members that we have are driving from Tale City. Okay. Okay. So we must be doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: So. Along with that, I'll ask again as an architect: What's a space that you go to or been to in your travels that's that makes you emotional? That gives you an experience just by being in that in that space.
2: Well, I, I can answer I both of those. That I go to, um, I would just have to say it's either a combination of the gym or even the barber shop, mm-hmm. um, or that I've been to. I'll have to say San Antonio. And I can break break down all day on yeah. why I pick those answers. So let's start with that um, I've gone to. So San Antonio, I went there for my birthday. I try to travel three times a year. I want to see other things, experience life in other places. Right. And when I went to San Antonio, uh, the first thing was the food. Um, just to see, um, let's say, a Hispanic um, women cooking. Mm-hmm on a food truck or food cart or food stand right there on the corner and they can't speak English at all and they don't have to and they present these huge burritos and they're just out there getting it. Yeah. That's what they do all day. And they're not complaining, and they're having fun and they're smiling and they have music playing and it's lit up, it's bright, it's festive. Being submerged in culture for long for the time that I was there was amazing. Um, to experience nightlife mm-hmm. on that level, to be dancing at two in the morning yeah. uh, was amazing. Yeah. Um, to go visit what um, their their score office is doing, what their chamber of commerce is doing for entrepreneurs was breathtaking. That's where I mm-hmm. I went through their e- innovation ecosystem, and so that's how I've been learning, and that's how I participated. Um, so. Being in San Antonio for that week was was emotional. It was uh, from just an entrepreneurial and cultural perspective. It was to so walk on the river walk mm-hmm. and to see someone jump in the water and get fined for it and to see people singing and playing instruments and painting. Um, yeah. And it wasn't just like one person a scene or painting, and then you walk and you see nothing. It was like every few miles you saw something different happening. Um, Cultural murals on the wall, or on the ground. I remember um, people fishing. There was an exotic bird that just like landed, and people were just taking pictures and surrounding it. It was a big deal. So just moments like that. People feeding the turtles, you know. And then someone was, it was, a, it was an elderly man. He was describing all the turtles that were out there. It was like a few different species. Yeah. So it was just moments like that, just culture of people being people. And then to hear the different languages people were yeah. speaking. And they didn't have to worry about speaking English mm-hmm. or felt uncomfortable speaking their native language. That was beautiful. Um, so going to San Antonio, being, in, being submerged in culture was amazing. Um, and then... Going to the barber shop and being in the gym, those are emotional settings because, again, my father, he was in the bodybuilding and he stopped because I was born and he really had to focus and be a parent. So he put that dream aside. Those kids. Yeah. So, you know, seeing his pictures of him posing and bench pressing, those are moments there. Um, as well as being in the barber shop, just having those conversations with like older guys that grew up with my dad, and then to see me roll the tire and tell me old stories about how he used to run track when he went to rights and just all those stories. So just they always remind me of these stories. You know, in the barber shop, I remember when your dad did this and when he did that. Yeah. So those, yeah, those those spaces.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. keeps you connected. Does, right
2: does. yeah
1: and i have a four-year-old i don't know if i told you that that's why i was like yeah oh yeah i know how that feels like it getting to the gym is like
2: yeah
1: 90 percent of it's because he's up at five in the morning yeah even though i would get up at five in the morning to go to the gym it's like it's not the same for some reason yeah because you're just like he wakes up or it has a bad dream and at two in the morning he's in your bed and you you're getting kicked out, you know, getting and you don't get any sleep, so yeah, yeah. it's almost impossible to try and work out. But mm-hmm. you know, it's—I know one day he'll be older. And yeah, I'll have that time again. Because we
2: do have a couple of families that bring—you can—the children can participate in our sweated classes yeah. at twelve, and so there are some families that bring their twelve-year-old to the sweated class.
1: Hey, oh. this guy—I uh, saw the picture. Cycle, Cycle Bar. Did we do the Cycle yeah, Bar? We or,
0: took or, Bailey to Cycle Bar yeah. at five a.m. Yeah. When they uh, the first week when they had the the free rides, mm-hmm. there was a point where he would wake up at five, and I would take him to Tri-State because mm-hmm. he wanted to get better at basketball. Yeah, yeah. And that's about the only time that we could do it because mm-hmm. he plays travel baseball. Mm-hmm consistently, has a lot of homework, there's yeah. a lot of things there, plus uh, basketball is kind of his second thing, but there's never a time that he could do it. So mm-hmm. we started to use that. We'd get up at 4.30, be somewhere by 5, out the door there by 5.45, mm-hmm. and he'd be back, take a shower, ready to eat, and out the door by 7. Yeah. And, and that's where we just try to, to fit it in. And, and it's really, I'm trying to get him to understand that consistency of, hey, you have to do this for 30 days. You have to do this for 45 days. You have to see the results because mm-hmm. quite frankly, it was pretty easy for him. Like in baseball, mm-hmm. he pitches and he walks out and he throws strikes. He has a nasty curveball and all that stuff's natural. And he's, he's been a pretty good pitcher since he was nine. Now he's 14, 15, and there's guys that are starting to work their way up mm-hmm. through yeah. pitching. Doing, putting in the time in the gym, mm-hmm. doing cal- i mean, doing plyo. You know, teaching the body to move in different ways. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now if you really want to get there, this is the next level, and we have to do that in such a way. I talked yesterday uh, a little bit about this with with Mike and his team, but use it as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, before we were just in the support challenge matrix, bottom right side is just Dominator, and it was always, hey. Get in the car, and you went to the third inning, and then you dropped your arm slot, and then this didn't happen, and yeah. Bah, yeah. and just you know that ride home, and, and and now knowing what I've learned over the last year and a half, it's it's getting into the car, and, and and not even having that conversation in the car. It's really, you know, after the time has come and and gone, to come back and say, hey, I know, I, I want you to know right now that I'm for you, mm-hmm. and what I hear from you is that you really want to play D1 baseball.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's your, that's where you want to go. Okay, if I hear that, what we have to see is this consistency of of these type of characteristics uh, and then supply him, you know, with examples of people who are like where he wants to go, saying those things and reinforce that instead of that just, okay, well, I could always say on, on the other side, um, you have the abdication which is i don't do anything about it like that's whatever or i can go and be a protector and say oh it's your coach's fault they're not teaching you that like no we we, we have to apply that support and that challenge uh to get get that to, to come through um we're at an hour one hour and 24 seconds is what it's saying right here. All right. Um, try to keep it right at an hour for the listeners if they're, you know, doing their walk over lunch or on a drive and listening to it in a two-part series or whatever that is. Um, we thank you for doing that, by the way. Um, we like to wrap up with a few, um, few questions here. Um, what person, product, brand has the most authentic experience in your mind today?
2: Wow, um, gosh, I don't want to say I want to say turntable, you know, I'll throw that <laughs> out there. Oh
0: well, come on, I mean, if if that's it,
2: yes, well, go with it. Yeah, I have to because people still. Even after not, you know, not being in business, people still bring up the food and the customer service and the fact that we play music and we're having a good time and we always have something different that we're serving. I'll say turntable. Good for you.
0: That's great. You you talked about traveling three times a year, gaining that experience. You talked about the documentary. You've talked about, you know, continuing on and and. And helping other nonprofits, entrepreneurs keep rolling. Campaign. What's on the bucket list of experiences for this year? The remainder of this year.
2: I just need to finish the documentary. That that's where my focus is at. Because once I get done with the documentary, um, I would love to give a TED talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, my top. My topic is. Um, the social responsibility and the intrinsic value of a small business so like i'm i'm researching it wow you know researching as i go but um I mean, that would be the next thing I would love to accomplish, but mm-hmm. this documentary is a lot. It is, it is a lot. we have to get shots, and we have to like yep. get like a second shooter, and it's just a it's, lot. It's a lot. You <laughs> gotta sleep sometime, you right? You have to. Yeah. And, and then I have a goal um, that I want to enter the documentary in um, 935 different film festivals uh, it's going to cost $35,000, so i got to find that now. Yeah. But um, I would definitely want to put it in as many film festivals as I possibly could. I'm going
0: to connect you with the guy after this. He's already been on the podcast. His name's Dave Myers. I worked with him. It was about 13, 14 years ago. We, uh, he had a, a concept uh, with a local artist and created a, a documentary called Wood Diary. It was a 15 minute short. I think he entered it in approximately 50 independent film festivals end up winning 36 awards with it. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I knew it was it was being produced and I knew like the portions of it were being captured. but when it came to the final product, they had put that product in a piece of software that took, like, if you do a 15-minute, like, it was After Effects. Mm-hmm. They were building the final product in After Effects. And it's a 15-minute, and we're talking about 1080p at the time was big. And it was all these, and it had filters and everything on it. So you were looking at, it. Ha, it needed to go to the film festival within... You know, five, six days. Well, the rendering time of that was like six weeks. Like it was like there wasn't it was not going to render in time. And I'm exaggerating when I say six weeks, but it was forever. Yeah. So uh Dave came to me, I had helped him on a few of the video shoots and he said, Hey, I know you know final cut. Will you take what I have in my comp and take all the footage and produce it? for the film festivals because the only way to get it to film that they could actually use it at the film festival was having a Final Cut file. You couldn't take the digital at the time and just have them convert it. So it had to be in Final Cut so it could be burned into film. And that ended up winning. It's actually on my wall at home Twenty plus. Uh, it won the uh, Crystal Heart Award at uh, Indianapolis. Uh, won the Atlanta uh, mm-hmm. Film Festival. That's really good. Yeah. Really good so I'll I'll connect you with Dave and and hopefully he'll have some uh, recommendations because I know
1: yeah.
2: there was many more and recommendation yeah, he,
1: wisdom. He was at USI. For yeah, he was time, good. so he familiar with the area.
2: Yeah, and I know I probably won't get all nine hundred film festivals, <laughs> but. I mean, heck, if it happens, it happens, but yeah. probably 100, yeah. 200 maybe. Yeah. I would definitely love to, though. Great. So,
0: how do our listeners out there connect with DeAndre?
2: Um, well, let's see. You've got a LinkedIn, Facebook, DeAndre Wilson. You've got Twitter and Instagram, DeAndre D. Wilson. And then the default picture is me standing next to the tire. It's like a yep. landmark, so you can't miss it. It says cancer sucks. And that's how everyone can reach out, um, message me. Uh, we can discuss. I can help. In some type of resource if necessary, but yeah, let's let's connect.
0: You said you had a website coming up. Do you have the domain
2: name secured? Do you have all that stuff? It is. It is. Uh, it's just not like it's not there yet. We haven't finished it, but we're working on it. Okay. And I think Saturday, um, it should be ready. Fingers crossed, though.
0: Can you share the domain name that you'll have?
2: Oh, yeah, it'll be uh, a com. Awesome. Um, once it's, it's yeah. live and ready to go, hopefully, it is on Saturday.
0: Well, I hope it's live. This will be a, a couple weeks out. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you would, check it out. Uh, go to that URL. Check out the website. We appreciate you being, you thank know, you. spending an hour with us today and, and sharing your experience within our community. Yeah. Um, I thank you so much for impacting the youth. And, and not only, I mean, because really we don't learn unless we educate. Like yes. what, we, what we take in, unless we pass that on. It, it's it's just here and, and it eventually fades. So that legacy of education is very important to our youth and, and our community. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for being on.
2: Yeah. It's Mike, great. it's
0: always a pleasure. At 530 on Main here in the Extension Studio, it's brought to you by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. Like this episode, share this episode, comment. I mean, one star, five star, whatever it is, I say this, I sound like a record every, uh, every episode, but uh, without you, it doesn't grow. Uh, we have these conversations. We'd like for you to pass it on. Uh, we do want to make it better. So if you have comments, go to the site. Let us know what how we can make it better, who we need to invite onto the podcast. But once again, thank you for taking an hour out of your uh, your day, night, evening, morning, whatever the uh, podcast is. Uh, Listening time is for you to listen to At 530 on Main here at the Extension Studio. I look forward to speaking with you next time, next conversation. And guys, thanks again. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode.
0: Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels.
1: Message a friend. Rate the podcast.
0: Without you, this experience would not be possible.